0: to Homemaker Chic where we are rescuing the beautiful art of homemaking from the atrocious daily grind in our red lips. <laughs> and No denim jumpers. No big no big pockets right on the thigh where no one wants to look bigger. No white <laughs> turtlenecks. No buns. No scrunchies. But there's got some red really lips. good 90s advertising
1: it. in there. I can just see it right? in my mind. I can see the um, patterns at the fabric store of the 90s exactly. denim McCall's. jumper. Yes. That's what Seriously. we're talking about, ladies.
0: We should get one and like take a picture of it and put it on the website. Yes. I think that would be fun. That gives our British listeners a little perspective. Yes. We always talk about the confusion because jumper is British for sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Angela Reid of Parisian Farm Girl, and I'm joined here. Bye quite simply my best friend, Shay Elliott of the Elliott Homestead. And what we want you to do as soon as you're done listening is head on over to patreon.com forward slash homemaker chic podcast and become a patron. Because when you show your love, we show ours. We've got digital downloads of our cookbooks. We have a digital download of our pit list. Mm -hmm. And that is where you write down things that you have been procrastinating on rhymes with Pit. (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag pit list. And uh, we've got Shay's chore chart. I can't say it. Chore chart. Ch- Ch- Shay's chore chart. Shay's chore chart. And uh, an upcoming launch of a Discord call. So you guys can all hang out when we're all not around. And once a month we hang out with our fangirls on a Zoom call. Which should be illegal. Because it's so
1: much fun. Mm-hmm. It and is Speaking fun. of.
0: We're like. Halfway through the month, we need to get
1: that scheduled. Yes, we do. Wouldn't it be so fun we'll to do that, that in we'll person you know.
0: one day? Oh,
1: that's have so all happening. of our fangirls in one place. Wouldn't that be fun?
0: Oh yeah, the homegirl chic, homegirl, <laughs> 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 the homegirl chic retreat, the homemaker we chic our retreat. Call egg.
1: <laughs> all right, we could have been homegirl <laughs> chic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hardly. I love that.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what? In the spirit of better, not more, we encourage our lovely Homemaker Chic listeners to buy less, but to buy better for the sake of their home environment. And it's in that spirit that we carefully select our advertisers. Did you guys know that we pursue our advertisers? We find companies that we love and we ask them if they'd like to join us here on the show. So today's show is brought to you by Jovial Foods. Jovial Foods is a company that supplies us homemakers with the most gorgeous baking flours and foods they are most well known for their einkorn flour which like you gotta get some you just gotta touch it and see it it's buttery it's yellow mm-hmm. it's made with high protein it's got high protein and a very weak gluten it bakes up rich and beautiful um i'm actually i will very tell you this. silently
1: trying to chew a bite of corn sure puffed pancake right now And it is so yellow. Can you see this? I know the listeners can't see it, but I can.
0: When you combine the einkorn with the farm eggs, I know it's ridiculous, almost strange. It's like yellow baked goods. But if you're brand new to einkorn and you're going to go to Jovial Foods in place and order, you're going to get free shipping. And let me give you a little hint that Shay gave to me. If it's your first time, order the cookbook. Yes. Get the cookbook with your first order. It makes a huge difference. There's a little bit of a learning curve as far as the way that the flour absorbs like fats and, and liquids. Mm-hmm. Um, Ami Lee used the cookbook the other day and made a most delicious chocolate cake. My girls oh. love to grab the cookbook and try new things. This That's is a awesome. company with a an extreme uh, standard for high quality. And so we definitely want you to visit jovialfoods.com and let them know we sent you.
1: Yes, do. And head on over to American Blossom Linens as well. These are the sheets that we have on our beds and on our children's beds. These are the only sheets I want in my life because they will last me for all the rest of my life. These are American grown organic cotton sheets grown in Texas, so there's nothing imported here. And they're woven to last a lifetime. They have all these really cool processes that they use to pull out impurities in the cotton. And you'll see that. I have, what's the color, Angela, that we both have? It's like a, nat- I think it's called natural. So you have these little flecks. Yeah, I don't think it is a from color. The cotton it's just in natural. There. It's just natural. Mm-hmm. So it's not bleached. It's not dyed. It's beautiful. And every time we have a twin set as well, and it's like this battle of who gets to put the twin sheets On Who gets the American Blossom Linens on their bed? (laughs) Someday I'm working on getting all the other sets filled as well. But these sheets, they feel like vintage sheets, but they get softer with each washing. So once you get used to them, it's going to be really hard for you to sleep on other sheets. They're so nice and lovely, feel so good on your skin. And American Blossom Linens also gave us a coupon code to share with you for 20% off which is awesome especially considering that these sheets are made to last a lifetime so head on over to americanblossomlinens.com and when you go to check out use the coupon code homemakerchic20 to get a 20 percent discount off of your sheets as well i think they're just such a perfect example of the better not more buy sheets once buy them right you don't have to buy them again and absolutely those, they are a the
0: perfect example <laughs> Uh, Juliet is getting hers next, and oh, yes. I can't wait for my boys to get them. It's initially it feels like ugh spending the money on the boys. But I don't know about your boys. My boys destroy sheets. I don't know if yes. they have spurs in their heels and they like I don't know what they do. Boys destroy, destroy everything. Them. They tear the fitted sheet. Yeah, I don't every know. Time. I don't know. like how did who? How can you tear a sheet? Who
1: does that? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. get it. I don't know. Boys are just destructive.
0: Our love comment of the week. <laughs> I I love it. I yes. love our love comment, Shay. Show me some from, love. first of all, first of all, Fancy Pants Farm Lady. Hello. That's adorable. She left a review over on Apple, which we love when you leave a review and five stars on whatever platform you're listening on. She says the show is uniquely inspired. Ooh. She says, I thought I had rated the podcast already, but I was wrong. So here I am correcting that mistake. Thank you, Fancy Pants Farm Lady. I thoroughly enjoy the content here. I receive just enough insight, encouragement, and inspiration to propel me into the depths of my own creativity to make my family, my home, and my life beautiful to me. Like so many others, I feel I have truly met my soul sisters here. I find myself excited often when I hear Shay or Angela say something or do something <laughs> I thought I was alone in.
1: I love that because isn't that like a, a big common part theme. of why we're here? Like, yeah, we need yeah. community. We need each other. We need to know we're not crazy. We do. A little validation. A little
0: bit crazy. A little
1: validation
0: <laughs> never hurt <laughs> anyone. Let's celebrate that. Let's celebrate by uh, cueing yes. the wine the music. the wine music. Cue the wine music. Yes. I'm serious. Every time I hear this song, I feel like Somebody. I'm underdressed. Like, I, I need my black dress, I need my high heels. You might be underdressed, but you are not under-sipping, my friend. I am not under-sipping. Today's What We're Sipping segment is brought to you by Dry Farm Wines. Dry Farm Wines is an online wine subscription. I'm all about that. Just send me Just the food. Just give it to send me. Send me the wine. Don't Just give it to do me. Don't make me do more work. Don't do that. Uh, don't make me put a bra on and leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> but it pairs dry farms pairs organic biodynamic naturally yeasted low sugar low alcohol wines from all over the
1: world jay yes please tell me what you're sipping okay i'm really excited about this one and actually you mentioned putting a bra on and you know when i first started drinking wine what i found the most frustrating is that i would go to the grocery store and i would be like i don't know anything and so, you know, you could get a bottle that was great. You could get a bottle that was terrible. But wine is one of those things that you you want to almost be taught. What here is what's good. Here is what this should mm-hmm. taste like because they can add so many crazy things to wine. uh I mentioned this before, but there's a book called Cork Dork, and that opened my eyes to all of the things that they can add to wine to make them sound or to make them uh, taste a certain way. And Dry Farms kind of eliminates that entire anxiety, wine anxiety that I felt at the grocery store for years. So this is one of their wines, of course. And um, I don't know if you knew this about me, Angela, but I am not Italian. I am Scandinavian and I don't believe we have the right tongue to pronounce Italian words. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't even know where it doesn't to,
0: work. I don't even know where to begin. But okay. Which one is it? Now I'm Larch, all curious.
1: Oh Larchitipo? is it this
0: one? We no! have the same one sitting on our Stop desk. It. Oh my gosh. It. When you when when you said LARP, I'm like, no way. Larchitipo. You gotta okay. got to roll that R a little bit, girlfriend. You got to La- try. La- they don't roll. Just try. Put some stank on it. Do you try? They do. No. Larchi- I did the last Larchi- time.
1: Larchitipo. That's how I would say <laughs> Oh, Larchi- my gosh. I'm so sorry, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Larchitipo. I can't do it. Larchi- um. So this is Larchitipo, for lack of any better pronunciation. Large <laughs> you sound
0: like a Midwesterner. I'm
1: sorry. Every time I say something like that, it reminds me of that scene in a Good Year where they're at the, the two Americans are at the French restaurant and she's like, Now I want a salad, but I want with bacon bits. And do you have any ranch bacon dressing?
0: Bits. <laughs> like, oh baby, baby. Locale ranch dressing. Locale ranch oh, that's dressing. Oh, right. locale, locale. I'm still on my diet. And I want a diet Coke.
1: <laughs> exactly. I feel like sentient I've only seen that movie
0: seven thousand times, so I could just, you know Take it away.
1: All right. So Larchitipo uh, has different mm-hmm. varietals that they grow, but this is one called Niyuri Maru. Oh, my gosh. This is so hard. That is a mouthful. Niyuri Maru. Niyuru.
0: N- no, not Niru. There's Niru Maru. There.
1: Niyuru <laughs> Maru. <laughs> That's not right. Sure. Sounds good. Oh. Perhaps I, love, very biking, Italy. Very you guys, I love Italy so much. I'm so sad that I'm doing this to you. Okay, so here's the thing that I love about. I've done some research about this winery In this vein of better, not more. Um, I love knowing the story behind the wines that I drink. It helps me to enjoy them mm-hmm. more. So uh, Larchitipo is the winery, okay, that grows this wine and it's in sort of the boot heel part of Italy, and this is a cool story because he was growing conventional grapes for wine. And then mm. a while in, he was just like, you know what? My farm's not really like thriving. Like I feel like my soil, like the soil ecology, the biology of all the stuff, like it's just not good. So he goes organic. He switches over to organic. Mm-hmm. A while into okay. that, he was just kind of like, uh, like it's better, but it's just like there's something missing here. He's just really observing like the bioactivity and the fertility and this kind of stuff. So then he goes to um biodynamic, okay? And he goes down that road. A couple years into that, he's like, oh, I think we could do better. <laughs> and so then he kicks into this like sustainable, biodynamic, organic, agriculture, like the full umbrella and starts, mm-hmm. you know, cycling things through and using this waste for that, and really keeping it as this little sustainable vineyard. Um, and f- he was like, "Finally, I was satisfied." Which I just love that story um, because you, you know, you progress and you grow. Had he just opened his vineyard and tried to start out that way, it would have been a challenge. But it went slow, mm-hmm. and he observed it, and you know, learned. It's just cool,
0: anyway. That, so I love that it reminds me of you know just even our homemaking journey like yeah, just the things we're exploring on this show just st- stepping back
1: observing yeah and it's that waking, it's that upgrading. type of thing where you don't you shouldn't ever squander the times of what you know quote small beginnings okay mm-hmm. like we've talked about before if you've never roasted a chicken before and you roast a chicken it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing you should be dang proud of yourself for taking that step for sure for doing that one thing um Anyway, so this is a, this is a hundred percent, uh, Negro Maro. So mm-hmm. Negro means black in Italian mm-hmm. and Maro means, let me look it up. Cause I wrote down bitter, which is interesting. Cause it does not taste bitter. Would you agree? I'll just, here, uh, let me just no, taste it, it taste one more time for you.
0: But it's a very different tasting wine. We had it with dinner the other night. It's, um, and I'm going to try it too.
1: See if I can describe it. It's clean. It's dry. It's um, a little bit dried fruity, but not in a swampy, sugary, pruny kind of a way. No, like um, like a black cherry that bite. Yeah,
0: that the black cherry gives your tongue.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe that's the bitter element of it. So, what's cool mm-hmm. about this Negramaro grape is that it's pretty much just grown in the the boot, the heel boot of Italy. It doesn't really, it hasn't really ventured far from there. So if you see hmm. that great Chances are like that's where it comes From because it's not really that produced cool. Anywhere else So we love dry farms Super good with As lamb. their customers Super good is it yeah and Like red meats you know spaghetti oh. Of course hello <laughs> Yeah a good dry red with spaghetti Forget Bring it. it forget I it. I love spaghetti. I love pasta. I really don't
0: have any self-control with spaghetti. I don't have it, any just control with pasta. Quintessential. I make a really good spaghetti sauce. Spaghetti gravy, as we call yeah. it in Chicagoland. Ew. Uh sick. I know. No one should call but it that. that. Italians.
1: No. It, American tell Italians. To my Italian. Family and friends. Yeah. I don't no. think anybody calls it gravy. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, believe it or not.
0: Chicagoland so Italians <gasps> okay. are like their own breed. It's like a That's New York what I mean. Italian. It's like, like, it's like an American they're, they're, Italian. They're d- yeah. Exactly. Well, Dry Farms just continues in that spirit of better, not more. So check out their better wines. You can yes. get three, six or 12 bottles delivered to your door monthly. It's summer, so you can do the rosé. You can do the bubbly. You can do yep. a red-white combo. And the Homemaker Chic special link to Dry Farm Wines is in the show notes of the show. So a lot of people are like, "And Shay, where can we find those? So you can see them in whatever podcast player you're using whether it's Google or Apple, Buzzsprout and they are on our website at mm-hmm. homemakerchicpodcast.com. So you click that link, it'll take you right to Engine Chase, yep, Dry Farm
1: Wines. Yep. Yep. They're so good. I mean, I I you know what I love most about them and then we can move on to relevant topics. I love how you can have a glass of <laughs> Wine or th- is always relevant. No. You can have a glass or two of this wine and because They don't add in crazy. This is this wine that I'm sipping today. This is a they call it a spontaneous fermentation, which means that they don't go and add any specific yeasts. There are no commercial yeasts in this. It is spontaneously yeasted from what is on the grapes. And I tell you that plus the no sugar, the no extra sulfites, like you feel so much better drinking this wine. It hits your stomach different. Mm -hmm. It hits your head different. And then the next morning, you know, I don't ever drink in excess, but sometimes even like one glass of a bad red, that's just really swampy. You wake up and you feel it the next day. It's no good. Mm-hmm.
0: I told you I get the right eyeball. Yeah, headache. it's just you feel terrible. And bloated. And you frankly, know, a lot of people have a reaction to sugars. Right? They'll get up in the and night and bloated. have to chug
1: water, mm-hmm. even just from a glass. Seriously, this wine is not like that at all. So I think for our modern American palate, I think... I had to train mine for sure because I thought I knew what a red wine tasted like. These are um, lighter is probably not the right adjective, but it's they're just um, sharper. I don't know. I can't find the right word. Hmm. Th- I don't know what the right word is. Try them. You'll see. I can't help you. You'll see what I'm, I'm saying. Going to, I know.
0: Come on, wordsmith. I Where are you going at? To, well, first of all, wordsmith, kudos to you. The wine anxiety that I loved that. It's true. The feeling of standing in the grocery store aisle and having wine anxiety. And you're like, what well, what I was going to say is I will be sure to put the I'll put a link to Cork Dork in the show notes too. Yes. In case anybody wants to read it. Yeah, that it's book a, it's a fun read educating on that. Yeah, it's a sure. fun read.
1: Okay, well, well speaking of fun, yes, we're going to have fun today. We're going to have fun today. So we got a little emotional Monday. We wa- mm-hmm. we worked through some heavy stuff. But this is a this is a topic that so many people have asked us to do. I hope we do it justice. Right. I think it's going to be fun. I
0: think we will. We both have experience. So today, we're talking uh, rental chic. Go rogue rental or chic. go beige. You Did know you what we're going to choose. That was my wordsmithing right there. Go rogue or go beige.
1: Mm. Just being, you know. I read that as rentals rouge. Rentals are usually beige. I, I know you didn't spell it like Did rouge. Did spell it wrong? No, you didn't. I just read it as oh. go rouge or go beige. I'm like,
0: Rouge. No, let's go rogue. (laughs) You know, like
1: behind the landlord's back. No. Or go beige. That's right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we've both been the the queen of rental properties. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. been in a lot of them in my day. A lot of them. The house that we live in now is our first house that we've ever owned. So um, I have developed my style all on rental properties. Until the last four years, the last four years I've been able to execute it here. Mm. So, um, we'll start in you, Alabama. Tell me oh about your gosh. Alabama house. Well, it starts way before that. Okay. All right. Pour yourself start a glass, the beginning, ladies. And then when you <laughs> get to the end, okay. stop. Um, so Stuart and I rented a house when we first got married and a smoker had lived in it. So our landlord oh, had given us... No per- to my smoker friends. Uh, it does not make a house smell good. That's no. that's just an the observation. Coming from a painting, yes. a painter's business. Yes. so Doesn't do any favors. The landlord had given us permission to paint to try to get some of the smell out. And mm-hmm. I took that as you have freedom to paint every wall in this house whatever color you'd like. But <laughs> I've shared with you... I didn't know. I was 22 when we got married. You know, I had, you just don't have that much life experience at this point. You don't have typically a super set developed style. You might have tastes of what mm-hmm. you like, but it's not expanded. So I painted, I remember it being a really pretty color. It was called Bread Basket. It was like this brown ish color. Um, <laughs> I painted every wall in that house that color, uh, except for the basement, which I painted this um like neon you painted green. Painted a rental basement called Amazon. It was terrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible. But um, but horrible. I made burlap curtains for that house, and they were like stapled to the inside of the window frame, and then. You just let yeah, the burlap girl. down and then you'd roll it up and just tie it with a piece of twine. That those were my
0: <laughs> shut up. Yes. <laughs> those I'm were laughing. my it's homemade just budget curtains. decorating,
1: man. It was budget yep. decorating. We, it was burlap left over from our uh wedding. We had so used it dirty. as table burlap runners. Is so oh, it dirty. was terrible. Awful. And it sheds. It was constantly shedding yeah. its little fibers yeah. everywhere. Um, so that was the extent of like the actual effort, you know, that we put into the house. I mean, painting is, it's no small thing, but at the time we were young, we didn't have any kids. It like, what else are we going to do on a Saturday? I didn't have gardens or mm-hmm. hobbies, you mm-hmm. know, we're just going to paint the house. Um, but it was nice in the sense that it did, for one, it gave me a, a better idea of color, what I liked living with, what I didn't like living with. But I think the biggest work we made at that house was just, um, learning how to position furniture learning how to uh, play with unique spaces because it was this old quirky, you know, like 30s house with weird attic spaces. And, you know, it just, houses can be quirky. So I think leaving that house, the biggest thing I took away was, A, I need a style, like this brown and green thing. By the end of our time there, was like, this is probably needing to go somewhere else. Um, And then, sort of just stepping into the style and I think rental houses are great for that because you Mm -hmm. get to try stuff without being fully committed Um, but then taking that experience and going into our next rental house that's where I met Angela as it were dun-da-da-da that is when I met you and I wrote a post about it on the blog called Project Feminize and it was about getting rid of my college furniture. You know, at the time I had like this couch and, and recliner from Fred Meyer, you know, mm-hmm. it was like that fake brown suede kind of thing with oh big totally. waddy mm-hmm. furniture.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I saw your couch, that that green couch that you had at the end of your bed that was on the cover of the magazine. The Kelly Green one.
0: What was that Victorian magazine called?
1: Uh, Victorian, vintage
0: and Victorian, vintage and Victorian.
1: And Uh, the settee, yes, like the little scoopy.
0: Oh yeah, that's in the rafters of my garage right now. All the green came off.
1: Oh, it's so beautiful, and I had these coolest piece of furniture, sexy French legs, and I was just like, "That is what I've been trying to find." So, Mm -hmm. here's the other cool thing about renting. You get to try furniture and you get to take your furniture with you. So, furniture when you're renting is always a good investment as far as I'm concerned. If you can't do anything to the house, invest in your sexy furniture that you want to take to your house when the time comes. Or...
0: Oh, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to invest in some pieces.
1: It's a great time because you're not having to pay mm-hmm. for, you know, a new roof at that point, right? <laughs> you're, right. you're just renting, right. so go buy all your nice furniture. And whenever you move into a new space, that's a great idea. Thank you. Because the minute you own a home, you're going to have a septic problem,
0: or <laughs> your well's going to go, or it's the roof true. is going to leak, or there's a crack in the foundation. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's a great idea. Thank you. Sometimes I have them. Then you. Then you're I mean, I didn't and- do that when I was. renting. <laughs> it's a
0: hindsight is 2020 kind of a concept. It right? is. But but I didn't have mm. anybody
1: talking to me about that. You know, it was just mm. you can do with what you have. But um, I bought mm-hmm. all this just crappy stuff, trying to fill a rental house. And looking back, I'm just like, I wish would have shut those rooms that we never used. And right. Bought a really nice bed frame that we would have used and taken with us or bought. You know, that French armoire that I would really like to have or whatever, because you get to take that stuff with you. Hello. Better not more. Better not more. Um,
0: I know we're not much for bumper sticker theology, but we really need to make a better not more bumper sticker.
1: I think there already is one. I've seen it before. Oh, rats. Well, we'll
0: do a hashtag homemaker chic under it.
1: There you go. And it will be ours. <laughs> there you go. Nailed it. Um... So in terms of rental houses, what have you done? I mean, painting Mm -hmm. is always the thing I ask if I can do. Apartment complexes, you know, that's Mm -hmm. completely out of the question. But we've rented a lot of little houses. And they're just kind of like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. I don't really care. So
0: Joel is older than I am. So we did not rent from the get go. So my first rental experience and I left my parents home and got married I didn't go to school. I just went right to being married. Very young. Um, My first rental experience was my apartment in Paris. And it was 17 square meters. And so I. How much is that in feet? Well, well, 17 times three. Right. Three feet in a
1: meter, approximately. Three feet in a meter. Okay, So small.
0: Very, oh, small. Yeah. Smaller than this office that I'm in right now. Yeah. Very small. Um, and people are like, wait a minute. I thought you were married. So before I had children, I went to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Paris for a month by myself, rented an apartment, wrote in my journal, just prepared myself for uh, the next chapter in my life. It was very gracious of Joel to let me do that. And then he joined me subsequently for two weeks after that. Then I came home and got pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was my... First experience. And, you know, this is very uh, fanciful or idealistic, but I had in my mind, you know, a Paris apartment. And I got there and I had looked at it online and everything, but it was it was pretty ugly. Let's just be real. There were some really ugly pillows and some really ugly curtains and. Some very atrocious artwork. And I just put it all
1: away. I was just going to say, you couldn't... No, for six weeks, you were like, I can't even handle this for six weeks? No,
0: I needed to have all the feels. I needed to have all the Paris apartment feels. Okay. So I put away the ugly pillows. I put the artwork in the closet. I um, I think there was a... Let's see. There was something to do... It was like very, very... In Paris, when they have the really small apartments, there's usually a futon in the, quote, living room. And then... There's a loft, so it's almost like a bunk bed. Okay, they they build like this platform over the living room, and that's where there's extra sleeping. So I slept on the futon, and I put my suitcase and anything ugly up in the loft because there was literally no room anywhere else. So okay, it's like this tiny little IKEA kitchen, tiny tiny little bathroom, and that was it. And then I unpacked, and the next morning I went to the flea market, mm. and I bought um, a silk lampshade and I put it I just set it nicely over the light bulb of the little Ikea desk lamp Mm -hmm. and I had pictures of my family and everybody that I was going to miss and I taped them to the exterior of the mirror I'm going to make a note I'll show a photo on the on Patreon and I bought some fresh flowers and um, Mm -hmm. I think I bought a blanket or something like that I just made it pretty Mm -hmm. I just made it palatable I just wanted to have the experience I wanted it to feel like mine this was a full on dream come true. And I wasn't going to let any ugly throw pillow ruin Mm -hmm. my mojo.
1: I think that was my first little rental experience. The temptation with a rental space like that is just to think, well, this is a Mm -hmm. stepping stone to the next thing. Therefore, I'm not going to invest in it. It's not worth my time of investment because I know it's just a stepping stone to the next thing. And I think that is a mistake.
0: Because I like, I'm like, I vehemently disagree with that mentality, (laughs) like to the core of my being. Tell me why. Because I, because for me, where I live is an expression of myself and I, I need to be comfortable there and it needs to express me. It's like my wardrobe. It's like my red lips. It's that's very much how I feel about my surroundings and I am a creator. So I create an environment that I feel comfortable in. Mm hmm. And Whether or not the shell have felt comfortable.
1: fits that necessarily even.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So our next, you know, I, I spoke to just a tiny bit to this on Monday's episode, but, you know, we were in a very nasty financial position and lost a lot. And then, but it coincided with uh, a life change we were ready to make. So we wanted to move, but we lost our house. We wanted to live on a farm but we had to move kind of a thing. So it was mm-hmm. unique in that way. But we rented a farm mm-hmm. and it was
1: amazing. It was ugly
0: with a side of ugly. It was so bad. It, you say you ugly. I be, said amazing.
1: I I was going was for amazing, the after. You were it, going you for, for the before. Like the, yeah.
0: If you look at the before, it's atrocious. I mean, there is... Indoor, outdoor carpeting everywhere. There are nicotine-stained walls, brass, funky, filthy rattan ceiling fans, boob lights. You know, like the yeah, you know the boob light, yep. Home Depot boob light. Yep. It was. Uh, it hadn't really been touched probably since nineteen seventy eight. That's mm-hmm. what this house looked like: brown linoleum, brown yeah. shiny <laughs> laminate counters. Yeah, and it was so bad. And and so we went to the landlord. We tried. This was um. Very challenging to find a farm without buildings that you could actually have access to. Typically when farms are rented, the landlord is using the outbuildings. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, he had a pole barn that he used. And then there were two other outbuildings that we would have had access to. We w- so we went to him and we we actually typed up a whole proposal. Here's who we are. Here's our skill set. Here's our sad credit. But here's what we bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And can we make changes that you will subsequently get to enjoy when we're done renting. We will sign a minimum three-year lease. And will you let us do X, Y, Z? Will you give us a discount on the rate on the rent mm-hmm. in exchange for us doing the work? I mean, we, we you know, I'm a salesperson. I, uh, I done you sold yourself. that. And um, he said, yes, he wasn't as generous with the rental discount. He gave it to us like for the year. I thought he would give it to us for the three years he got. He got the better end of the lollipop. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that. But um, we ended up living there for five years. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad we spent we spent six weeks working on it. We painted it. We removed carpeting. We hauled the carpeting away. We painted the wood floors Mm -hmm. um, and it was worth it. That's where I raised.
1: I had two babies there. Mm -hmm. Like that was where young children were raised. Literally there in the house. When she says that she means like in the bed, in the house. In the bed' Born in the a house. halfway farm <laughs> yes right mm-hmm. um so that was a big deal yes
0: and there are, I think like you said there's the kind of this mentality like well this is a stepping stone so I won't invest into it mm-hmm. now we set a budget and we use that budget but th- it's your home like you're spending money on lattes or carry out or whatever like go ahead and spend a little money on your rental home hmm You you have it. Mm -hmm. You can find it somewhere. You're spending it at Panera Mm -hmm. or on Target Runs or something. Go ahead and make it your home. It's okay. I give you permission to make
1: it your home. (laughs) Our (laughs) our home that we rented when we moved back from Alabama, you know, that was when we were like, hey, if we're moving back to Washington, we're moving to a farm. This is what we Mm want to do. But, you know, we weren't in a financial position to buy a house. Come on. And right. so we found a farm and it was one of those situations. It was just like a double wide, you know, on property. There was an outbuilding, but that was it. That was all that there was. And it was mm-hmm. the same kind of thing. It was like, hey, if we if we come here, you know, we want to we wanna farm. Are you okay with that? And so clearing that up ahead with the landlord beforehand, super helpful. Because mm-hmm. then when we came, we felt like we were able to really Just go for it. And I'll tell you, we poured so much money and time into that property that we will never get back ever. Right. And I do not regret it for a second because what we didn't pour into the inside, although we did redo the kitchen, it was the same kind of thing. It's like, hey, Stu will put in a new sink. I want to paint the cupboards. Are you okay with that? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, I had her approve the paint just to make sure that she was comfortable with it. And it was great. It was totally fine. Mm -hmm. Um, but other than painting, you know, we really didn't do much on the inside. Um, but outside, outside, we built a greenhouse. We built Mm -hmm. the chicken coop. We built fencing and pastures. Um, we built a cow shelter. We put in our, my first gardens that I'd ever had my first flower beds. Um, I put so much in I planted fruit trees for God's sake like I was did you really? I did I was I thought I don't remember I could, that I could be happy here you know we talked about contentment well, you guys had talked about buying it we had talked about like, buying it at there, one like point? a first right of refusal or right something. but yeah. uh, they didn't you know they didn't want to take the uh, what's the tax the uh, when you sell a property you have to pay at least in Washington you have to pay a certain tax on it. I can't think of what it's called Somebody's shouting it at me right now. Capital gains tax. Thank you. Capital Um, gains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she didn't want to take that, you know, and and it just so happened providentially that, okay, well, the next year where maybe she would have been in a different position, we were kind of ready to move on. We were ready to Mm -hmm. have something of our own. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, we we full on invested in it. But I'll tell you what, I also killed a lot of fruit trees there. I planted a lot of really ugly flower beds. Uh, I put vegetable gardens in the wrong spots. Um, And... So I look at it as this, you know, three year period, or I don't even know how long we were there, four year period, three, where I got to learn so much stuff so that when we Mm -hmm. came to our house that we're in now, I came to it with this well of knowledge that I wouldn't have had otherwise. Had I just sat around and read about all the things I wanted to do, Mm -hmm. I never would have. I mean, I would have made all those mistakes here at our property, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and we didn't leave them in a bad position. I mean, you know, they, it was all good. It was all an improvement. They didn't see the, all the things that we killed there and on and on. Right. Um, But I think the problem is if you look at your rental, like a stepping stone, then you miss what you're able to learn. So I like to think of it as a place that you get to go and camp and learn a certain skill set for a while. And then you get back on the road, you know, and go to the next place and then you camp there for a while. And you learn mm-hmm. and you take in what you can from there. And what you're gonna take in from your rental property is gonna be different depending on what kind of different properties you rent. Could be an apartment, condo, little house, farm, whatever it may be. So I do think, like you said, you, you always say you have you do have to discard that mindset that this isn't really my home. Cause it is. Mm-hmm. And it could be for a long time. Five years is a long time to live in a rental.
0: It was a long time. It was it was after the three year point. It was devastating to me because I wanted my own home so bad. Um, We did the same thing where we we rented a farm so we could learn to homestead. Yeah. Without the ownership. Yeah. And, you know, I dug gardens. I said, you know, I'll put it all back when I'm done. But Mm -hmm. it's going to look better. I mean, I'm telling you, this place was an overgrown We did him a favor. Mm -hmm. We did him 10,000 favors. And if you're worried about talking to a landlord or approaching your landlord, you know, we were told over and over again, we, you know, spoke with realtors and things and they said, you know, landlords are desperate for good renters. Mm -hmm. They're desperate for good renters. So if you, if you go to him and say, you know, my brother-in-law is a painter and he can paint the room. This is the color I'd like to paint it. Mm-hmm. I'll put it back. You know, I, I will pay for the paint. You know, I think you'd be surprised at how many yeses you're mm-hmm. going to get, mm-hmm. especially if you're going to do something where there's a bit of a longer contract involved. Um, Big time. I think you'd be really, really surprised at how how many yeses you can get. But that aside, like over and above uh, working with your landlord I believe there's so many things that can be done. Yes, let's talk about to even an apartment. Yes, to make it creative and
1: homey and and beautiful, you know, and even in a style that you and love. Beautiful. So, right. Um, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say first because <laughs> I know what your Achilles' heel is when it comes to design. It's bad lighting. Lighting. <laughs>
0: it's See? lighting. Nailed it. You're right. <laughs> it's lighting. Nailed it. And there's not much worse than um, rental lighting. No. So I think there's a ton of work around and, you know, a, a light can be put back. Yeah. That's, you know, and this is where, this is why I wanted to call it go rogue or go beige because like this is where I'm, I'm not asking for permission. <laughs> if I'm, if I'm renting an apartment or something, like I'm going to hire an electrician to swap out a shandy for me. Yep. I'm, I'm not going to ask if
1: that's okay. Like it's a light. Yeah. And it's easy to put. I'm not building an addition. Easy to put. And it's easy to put. Easy to take with you. Again, Um, something worth investing in. Right. And even if it doesn't fit at your new space, sell it. Whatever, Right. Craigslist, baby. Right.
0: So I think, you know, swapping out lighting or if there's maybe a chandelier that you don't love. Yes. Decorating it with some lampshades or some fabric swags or something or a garter over the chain. Yes. Or buy it. You know, I love chandeliers. I only have like 42 of them. <laughs> <But> <laughs> buy one if you're a shandy person. Yes. You know, if, if you have a similar style and put it on a a chain yeah. and swag it, plug it in. I did plenty. Oh, we had to Actually, do that. Actually, at our rental farms, yeah. we had no overhead. Uh, yeah. Like everything was on a switch. So we couldn't. Um, there was some lighting that we just could not swap yeah. out. Yeah. So I did a lot swag it, of Swag it, baby. I had a lot of swag
1: going yep. on. A lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about furniture. That's an easy one because you mm-hmm. can take it with you. Area rugs are a really nice way to cover nasty carpets or just nasty floors that you mm-hmm. can't really do much with. You can move them around. You can take them with you when you go. It's another really easy way to transform a space. I mean, if you do rugs, furniture yeah, and, and lighting, come on, you're 90 percent of the way there.
0: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I just, I think the whole, like you said, like they hang up, like this isn't my home. I'm not going to unpack everything. I'm yeah. not going to invest any time, any money.
1: What are some other tricks that you have for hiding ugly? How do you hide ugly? I'm, um, I'm, I'm really big on curtains. So
0: yeah. I, uh, at, at our farmhouse, um, the bathroom was right off of the kitchen. I mean, like ours was too right there. Ours was and I'm too. Like, Why would yeah. I, It was the only bathroom. Why would I want to have somebody over and yeah. they're farting in the bathroom and <laughs> everybody in the kitchen can hear them. I mean, like I, know. I, I don't know I about know. you, but like I just need a little bit of a buffer. Just, yeah, when I'm Couple in the of bathroom, feet. okay. Of feet. I don't want to think about everybody six feet away. So, just to mentally diffuse that situation, I hung. I'm huge on tension rods. I know. I tension rods and I, duct tape, man. That's what holds my house together. Tension rods and a staple gun, a staple gun. baby. Gun. But I put a tension rod. <laughs> I put a tension rod with some blue towel curtains up. I'm like taking notes because I'm going to post all these pictures on for people that have maybe been following us on mm-hmm. Instagram. The I've last got few some, years. yeah,
1: I've got some um, too as well on the blog from the okay, old farmhouse. I'll put them all on Patreon. Yeah. But
0: I, I hung these curtains. And yeah, at least then there was just this mental barrier Separation. for a guest yes. that needed to use the bathroom. I've used fabric too to hide weird like, little
1: ugly walls. You know, just like oh yeah, you can I patch did that. in a little I hugged, hole. Like a huge curtain. Yeah, and just. And listen, okay. if like vintage style is your thing, go invest in some really sexy vintage French drapery because you can take it with you when you go. So mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would
0: definitely take down rental drapes. Yes. First thing. Yes. Yeah. Would, I'm you know what I'm I. I She's have getting giddy zero. now. She's getting giddy. I can feel her winding zero up. Zero tolerance for mi- <laughs> for mini blinds. No. Mini blinds, like you charge that drill and you take those down mm-hmm. now, like no mini blinds. Yes. none. Like I'll, I'll put up a tension rod. I will duct tape fabric, but I will not tolerate strings and plastic. Yes. No.
1: You know what I like to do for it's <laughs> another for, um, quick way
0: to make it look like yours
1: drapes for a really costly or cost effective way to go about them. Cost I effective. still do this because it's just in me now. I would go to vintage stores, Goodwill, Craigslist, whatever. And I would find cool old fabrics Uh, Mm -hmm. or even just go to Joanne's or something and find a fabric that you like that's not super expensive. And Mm -hmm. I don't have my sewing machine. I broke it. I'm not a great seamstress anyway. So I don't sew curtains. What I do is I find fabrics that sort of lend themselves to leaving an open edge on the bottom because I think that looks totally fine. At least for my style. The salvaged. It's called the salvaged The salvaged edge. edge. Okay. Raw, fine. Raw edge. What, raw edge. And I'll fold it over <laughs> on the top so that it can go over a curtain rod. And then I use this really great double sided fabric tape. And I put a piece down and I smoosh the top on. So I create a little rod pocket and I have a curtain. Yeah. So instead of even going no, to target rental cheap, cheap curtains yeah. at Target are expensive. I don't, well, there's no such thing as a cheap, cur- they're no, no, so no, expensive. even at Walmart, I
0: know it's 20, dollars oh, $20 a panel for your garbage fabric. Right. No, so
1: I just, I want to, I'll share a picture of this over on Instagram. I just bought this fabric at an antique store. It's this incredible old vintage apricot rosy kind of a f- fabric. Gorgeous. Hmm. I paid $15 for three panels of it. Raw edges <laughs> I tell you, three feet of double-sided tape and I've got three new curtains in the living room and they look fabulous. But it just takes... And nobody's flipping them over to see if there's a liner. No one cares if there's a liner. No one cares if they're stitched. And you know, maybe one day I'll just sit down and I'll hand stitch a nice little line across the top. Maybe I won't. Boo, do what I want. (laughs) Um, but the point is that is so rental. Chic, I know Shay, it, it's is, in me now. Yeah. We we did it for so long mm-hmm. that even now that I own the home and it, our budget is bigger than it was, you know, obviously back in the day, I still I still can't get it out of my veins. You know, still just no because are Shay. I mean, I'm sorry, curtains are expensive. Curtains are expensive. That's just the bottom line. It is. Yeah. If I'm going to spend money mm-hmm. on anything, I want it to be on furniture and chandeliers. Because I think fake, cheap chandeliers look fake and cheap. So I always go on to Etsy. That's where I find, I search French vintage chandelier. And that is where I have built my entire stash of chandelier. Well, except for my, I have two big ones I got at antique stores here. But um, that's my particular style of chandelier that I like. That's where I find them. Mm -hmm. And you gotta hunt for them because some of them are way overpriced. But Right. If you're steadfast, you can find them and you'll find the one all of a sudden. And then you got to snag it while you can. So, yes. Yes to that. Or
0: if you live in the Midwest, you can just find them at garage sales. You know
1: what, Angela Reed? Nana Don't be like that. The Midwest has its benefits. Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, Winter is not one of them. Yeah. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta hit her where it hurts because she's throwing the garage okay. sale and chandeliers got at me. me the, I have never bought a shandy off of Etsy. Okay. No. Okay. Well, life is harder for I, some I'm of like, us than others. Okay.
0: Okay. No, I'm <laughs> like that person that scores it where people are like, my great aunt, she took down this light. Do you want it? It's like, Four feet wide. It's like a seven hundred dollar chandelier. I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll I guess take it I'll it take that,
1: that off your hands. I guess I'll take it off your hands for you. <laughs> um, That's
0: what I'll do. I think there's definitely um, we we're talking about hiding. You only. know, double sided tape. Yeah, yeah. tricks to, tricks of the trade. I mean, yeah. don't don't be intimidated about nailing a nail into a wall. A lot of times, even at the you know, oh my gosh, you're what department, is it about they're people going, being afraid of putting nails I, in walls. Gee, I can't. Like, if people that's where you get homes. hung up in life, then just forget it. <laughs> that's seriously I'm serious. Like if that's your it's that that's your stuff. I give <laughs> up because I can't put a nail in the wall. Then it's all over. <laughs> don't even bother with that When People are like, I mean, it's I just, just had all my over.
1: stuff leaning against the wall for three years because I just I can't figure out how to hang it. I'm like, I am more of the sort where I'm just like nail in the wall. Put the picture up. Nah, no, I don't really like it there. Take it out. Move it over here. Okay, it's better there. And then I just, I use toothpaste. That's what I use to fill the holes. And then I paint over it and it's fine. What? It works. It does. So does Are flour and water. Yeah, flour and water too. works well, great. It's like
0: paper mache. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do it. Okay. So, and even even in an apartment, they're going to paint it when you leave anyways. Mm-hmm. So just put a few tacks in the wall. It's okay.
1: Yeah, you You're can that always that patch paranoid. them. Like, get the 3M sticky stuff. Do some command strips are great. They're great for hanging art. They've got some real doozies. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a little expensive, but um, but I use them like I use them to hang stuff on my wallpapered walls because I don't want to put holes in my wallpaper because that's different. It's I always try harder to find to patch like, wallpaper. Place. Yeah, yeah. Um, command strips work great. What about great for that?
0: What about peel and stick? Like peel and sti- I only have to peel and stick wallpaper in my. <laughs> sounds weird, but it's in my refrigerator. It's in my yeah. cooler. Yeah, but. Is that something that if you wanted to invest in it, like you could just
1: peel it right off? You know, I don't know. It's going to be okay. I have it in my coat closet, Um, Uh but we, I, I don't follow rules. I know. I don't do what people (laughs) tell me to do. So we had a really textured stuccoed wall in our closet and I read all the wallpaper things and it's like, you need to spackle it and make it all smooth and sand it with this grit and sand it with this grit. And then, and I'm like, I'm not going to do that and I want wallpaper on this wall. So, I bought a pattern that wouldn't show. It had a lot of give, you know, in terms of mm-hmm. showing stuff. Peel and stick, put it up there, and I did have a problem with it adhering just because the wall was so uneven. So then what I did is was I it took it popcorn-y down. Was or No, not popcorn. The guy who lived in this house before us, he did stucco for a living. It's, oh, that's the right. texture the is house. Yeah, duh, remarkable. Duh, duh. He did mm-hmm. a great job but um but it's just like stucco texture i guess yeah like mine is like skip trawl it's, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so what i did is i took the wallpaper down and i just did a like a spray glue like aerosol spray glue let it get tacky hung the wallpaper back up and it's been totally fine ever since nice so i don't think i could take that down was where i was getting at no. i okay, don't gotcha. know if you could take it down and and peel and stick wallpaper is pretty expensive it's much more right. expensive but, you than know,
0: there's fun ones even at Home Depot, I know. like the faux brick. You could do a faux brick powder room. That's affordable. That's gonna come off, you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. At the Another, very least, uh, easy quick... to take down for sure. Right. hmm
0: Right. I always take off like I you know, I take off the front two doors in front of the sink. Always and put attention rod in. Always.
1: always. And I and always take the, the doors off closets comes... too. And put a nice drape. Something nice yeah. in front of a closet instead of the doors. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Especially double closets. hmm. Yeah. Yes. Um. What about a garden? You know, we each had permission to just dig into the mm-hmm. soil. And, you know, we were in a position where our landlords knew we each wanted to homestead. But but what yeah. about somebody who has a little ranch or a little duplex with a backyard? What would sure. And they don't have permission. What how do we how do we improve the
1: outside? Um. I had this problem in Alabama because Okay. Uh, for those of you, we lived in Fairhope, Alabama, which is this little gorgeous town right across from Mobile, Alabama, um, mm-hmm. on the Mobile Bay is what it's called. But the Mobile Bay is just this little inlet from the Gulf of Mexico. So our, our house used to be a fishing shack. And so that's how close to the water it was. <laughs> it was very close. So our entire lot was sand. So there was no gardening Mm. happening. I don't even think our landlord would have cared. It just wasn't going to happen. And so that was a great introduction for me to pots. Yeah. Pots. Again, thrift stores, Goodwill, garage sales, um, antique stores. Curbside. Curbside. This is a time for you to invest your money in, and not even that much, just invest some money in, Pots because you can take them with you, and whether you put in mm-hmm. perennials, I put like kale and a tomato plant, you know, and I just had the little mm-hmm. little potted garden in Alabama where I couldn't put anything down into the soil, um, and it was great. Potted, you can do so much with potted flowers, and you can take them with you, and in many ways it's better because you know, like when you left halfway. You dug up all your perennials, you dug up your roses and not to like open a sore wound, Killed but them. like it didn't the transfer didn't go well. Had they been in pots, you could have just loaded the truck with them and went on your way.
0: Yeah, it was their second move and they were like what we're are you done doing here. To us? We're done here. Yeah, really mm-hmm. sad. Mhm. Mhm. We yeah. Uh, I think I just a, a cluster of pots by the back door, by the front yeah. door. You know what I've done is um even painted a welcome mat on the concrete just even in craft paint mm. it wears off it's so mm-hmm. cute mm-hmm. oh what a cute idea yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's a way for you to reflect your gardening style even if you can't garden
0: you know so even people if you are like master potted garden i mean you watch Monty oh, Don. there are some people that have like legit. thousands. one lady i saw last week
1: she had like a thousand i know But you have to live in Britain where it rains 18 inches a day in order to keep a potted garden like that. I have a hard time with potted stuff here. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. No, that stuff just dries out. I have to be really careful about potted stuff here. But some climates it works really great in. Mm -hmm. Um, But even if you live in an apartment and you have your little patio right off the side of your apartment. Mm -hmm. You get an old wicker chair. I say this my style. I would want an old wicker chair, some old terracotta pots, <laughs> you know, some annuals, maybe a perennial too. a little herb box. Um, mm-hmm. You get to be reflected there, even if, right. you know, the space isn't necessarily exactly what you would want.
0: So. You know, and I think um, a lot of times this is an idea like that. You, You have to bring the husbands around, too. I've talked to a lot of people. They're like, I would love to decorate a rental, but my husband is not game. And I just say, put down your ideas. Mm -hmm. Usually they're about the money. Put down the cost. Put down that, you know, is this something we can take with us? Mm -hmm. Is this an investment into the future? Mm -hmm. Um, And go for it. Mm -hmm. Ask for a little compromise. Yep. Um, You know, it is. As homemakers, we it is very important that we're comfortable in our surroundings. And I do think the mindset of like, this is my home. Yeah. Really will reflect in how we care for it and how much we want to be there. Yeah. Um, how we feel about having people
1: over. I was just going to say having you know, people over. Yeah. yeah.
0: And a lot of times it's not necessarily about um making it beautiful i mean it's not going to be probably what you want it to be but i call it dialing even here on this project i call it dialing back the ugly just mm-hmm.
1: neutralizing the ugly just neutralize sometimes it. that's all you can do is neutralize it, the ugly it reminds me of yeah. when you used to put cutting boards out on your countertops at halfway yeah. until you got the different the new countertops put in um mm-hmm. to just help buffer the ugly a bit yeah yeah Oh, i had them stacked everywhere yeah <laughs> those,
0: ca- those I mean, countertops were so bad there was a red sink <laughs> which some people are like that red sink is so cool it's so vintage I'm like but it is so not working for me I'm yeah. not like that kind of a retro person yeah um, I can see how I I could have worked with it if that was yeah. my style but I used to put a countertop like a butcher block right over the sink Mm-hmm. With like a cool, like blue speckled enamel basin, and yeah, towel and then you can just move it, it.
1: And you can move it when
0: you I go. Then I just moved it.
1: We've talked about this too. Uh, I still do that with my La Conche even though I love it and I don't want to hide it. But I've gotten in the habit over the years of hiding ugly stoves at rentals. Yeah. And So I get, I have a massive wood little tray, I put it there with a little thing of flowers, an old wine bottle, a couple of cookbooks, a little maybe a little hand towel, and I just set it on top of the stove, and it hides the ugly it adds style and I feel reflected in it then when I go into that space and then when you go to cook you I just the tray has handles so I just pick it up and move it to the counter and do my stove work and then put it back um I will confess that's not always that doesn't
0: always make the husband happy
1: no <laughs> but you a cutting what? board to use this if, thing, I, it if can I'm to be it. honest like I am the one who moves it to cook on the stove so Say lovey, yeah. Say lovey. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like we've only scratched the surface here. Can you believe that was our time? I just looked I at. Can't. I know, it's true. You're right. It's true. Um, okay, then. So obviously, this is a topic we want to we want to dive into more, and we want to hear from you. Tell us and show us what you have done with your rental property. Hashtag what Angela, so that we can make sure that we Rent, see those tags. A homemaker chic rental rental rental, rental homemaker chic. chic. Rental chic? rental chic let's do it rental, rental chic. chic hashtag us rental chic so that we can share those on our Instagram story at homemaker chic podcast follow us over there I would love to see your ideas of how you make your rental chic because we all need a little bit more creativity in our lives we all need a little bit we more chic a little chic, more inspiration, inspiration. absolutely we need, to, uh, we need to cue the music cue check. the music please Mr. Cue Elliot who edits our podcast <laughs> love you Um, Yes, so be sure to visit us over on Instagram at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Ultra Feminine Friday is tomorrow. So show us what ultra feminine dress looks like for you. Put a little extra effort in, feel extra special on this Friday and then tag us at Homemaker Chic Podcast. Use the hashtag Ultra Feminine Friday so that we can share those as well. I love seeing your outfits and I love seeing the way that this ultra feminine idea manifests differently for all of our listeners. There's no right or wrong way to do it. That's what I love. Right. Show us what you got, and we will share it. I love it.
0: Make sure... Uh, uh, The one gal last week... Go ahead. The one gal last week had like her grandmother's pearl studs in. Other people are in their farm chore gear. I showed Joel. I said, Joel, look at this. Look how many people are using this hashtag. This is so fun. Even my husband. He's like, that is really cool.
1: It is really cool. It is really cool. So do join along with us tomorrow. We put a little extra effort in on Fridays just for fun. And anything we reference that you're not sure about, check out the show notes below this podcast episode. There's more information there. If you get confused, go to HomemakerChicPodcast.com. The episode will be there with all of our advertisers information, all the coupon codes, all the show notes and anything we talked about. Angela keeps a meticulous list. She writes very quietly while we talk so that she can make sure she includes everything in the show notes. So, um, thank you. You're so on top of it well um speaking mm. of chic i need to go and i need to go chicify myspace right now it's it's looking a little dreary i'm gonna go put on some good music cut some fresh flowers iron some laundry and um tackle the rest of the day sounds like a plan all right thank you ladies for being here thank you for being a part of this podcast and we look forward to monday we'll see you then Cheers. See you then. Cheers.